Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend from St. Agnes in Rockville Center, Frank Alasia. Frank, how are you doing today? Doing fine, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is great. Our topic for conversation this week is a holy man named Solanus Casey. Now, Father Casey was a Capuchin Franciscan friar, born in 1870 in Wisconsin, came from a large Irish immigrant family. He was like the sixth child in a family of 10 boys and six girls. He's somewhat known here in New York because he spent about 20 years of his priestly ministry here. And he worked at Sacred Heart in Yonkers, where to this day, there's a group called the Friends of Solanus Casey, who meet once a month to keep his memory alive and inspire others to learn about him. So why is he important, Frank? Well, first of all, he's one step away from canonization. It's Blessed Father Solanus Casey. He's a modern day miracle worker and mystic. And the thing that was interesting about him was he was a simplex priest which I don't believe we have today. He could not hear confession and couldn't give long sermons. In those days, you know, more was placed on scholastic and he really struggled with German and Latin. It was really tough for him to grasp. So when a new superior and pastor came to Sacred Heart in Yonkers, he gave Father Solanus the ministry of Porter. He answered the door, but he never felt underappreciated or the job was beneath him. He welcomed like any humble person would. That kind of reminds you of Padre Pio in that vein. You know, the idea about being assigned to the position of porter, kind of a lowly job of service. I mean, can you imagine a priest today or any person of authority being given that assignment and accepting it with that level of humility? So I mean, it's a good example right there. And people who came to him often remarked that they really that he really seemed to hear what they had to say. They felt listened to by him. He had this great capacity to listen. Yeah, he did. And you know, Jesus placed him in that position for a reason, because when parishioners um, would come to the come to the rectory, the monastery, they'd ask to speak to a priest. And the first one who they get was was Father Solanus. And he spoke very little, but word began to spread about his compassion, his sensitivity and gentleness. He would give a blessing and a few words of advice. And all of a sudden, both physical and spiritual cures started to take place, of which he would write everything down. Brother Francis said that nobody seemed to get impatient while they waited because they said when they finally got to see him, they knew that he was they were going to get Father Solanus's full intention. And Father Solanus would stay, stay work 18 hours a day. So he said, we'll take care of them all. Another Padre Pio reference there, but wasn't it Father Benedict Groeschel who said that Father Casey was, quote, the holiest man he had ever met, unquote? I mean, how did he develop that reputation? Well, Father Groeschel um, was in his novitiate out in Huntington, Indiana, and he had seen him. And the, the thing that really impressed him was his devotion to the Eucharist. One evening, he wandered into the church at about 10 o'clock at night, and Father Solanus was in front of the tabernacle, and he was in, in what, what um, Father Groeschel said was like a trance. He said he never saw anything like it, you know, and he just, his whole demeanor was, was special. And when, 
when he came to um, when he came to Sacred Heart in Yonkers, it was it was a mixed neighborhood, and then the Italians started to move in. And one of the great stories about him was that they would always say, "Go get the holy priest." And Maria de Santo was one of the first beneficiaries of this. In her fourth pregnancy, she developed a bad infection, and her mother said, "Go get the holy priest." They didn't think she was going to make it. When Father Solanus arrived, he asked for holy water, but there was none. But thank God a neighbor did have some and he blessed her with it and told her to trust in God. And the next day, the infection was gone. And mm -hmm. like, you know, I know a favorite saint of yours is St. Teresa. They all these humble saints had the same thing, the same confidence. She would say to worry about anything is to indicate a want of confidence in God. Yeah. I mean, so people began to find that he had these gifts, these special gifts of healing and prophecy. And he showed his love of God by loving all of God's people. And like Francis of Assisi, his role model, he would say, I have two great loves, the sick and the poor. So he was, again, always ready and willing to listen to anyone any time of the day or night. And in return, he would ask people to develop their own spiritual lives by growing in love of God and neighbor, especially by their support of the missions. Yes, that's very important, the support of the missions, because... Father Solanus encouraged people to roll, enroll in the uh, Seraphic Mass Association, which was an association that um, in, in the Holy Mass, all your prayerful intentions are joined to the timeless prayer of the cross, where Jesus Christ, in the greatest act of love, gave his life for us all. And the SMA, as it's called, is in existence to this day, and they support Capuchin Ministries uh, around the world, and it's easy to join. Um, it's, it's not a lot of money. And, and like I say, you're included in these masses and whoever you enroll. And he gave a lot of his credit to those masses when people were healed. He, uh, he listed that a lot. But you also said about the poor, and there's a great story about him. Father Herman um, in, uh, recounted, he said that they were at the soup kitchen, which fed about 3,000 people a day. And he said to Father Solanus, we, we have no bread. Um, we have two or 300 men waiting to eat here right now. Father Solanus went over and told the men who were waiting, just wait and God will provide. After inviting the men to join him in prayer and our father, he said they turned around, opened the front door, and there was a bakery man with a big basket full of food. He had his whole truck full of stuff and proceeded to unload it. When the men saw it, they started to cry. Tears were running down their face. And Father Solanus, in a simple way, said, see, God provides. Nobody will starve as long as you put your trust in God. Nice. You know, we have many saints in the church who were like towering figures, larger than life. Think of John Paul II, Pius IX, Leo XIII, any number of bishops and martyrs. And here with Solanus Casey, we have this powerful example, like more like Faustina, and you said Therese before, of simplicity, humility, and fidelity, all saintly qualities. Yeah. He, he's, his greatest, he said the greatest human weakness could be found in the one of appreciation. You know, Solanus's idea of appreciation was like his approach to the faith itself. It involved, you know, the personal dimension of his relations with God and neighbor. To know and appreciate is to advance in the one science necessary, sanctity, he wrote, sanctity. 
he also brought appreciation to bear with the gift of faith. And one of his, you know, a fellow uh, Capuchins, Father Dan Crosby, who lived with Solana, said, the word I heard more than any other word was from Father Solanus's lips was appreciate. He said he would linger over it like he, like he could almost taste it. Yeah. You know, for me, uh, based on what I've read and what you've said, his willingness and his ability to really listen is what inspires me as a deacon uh, about his life and his ministry. Uh, what about you, Frank? Why is Solanus Casey still relevant now? Well, I think he's he's so relevant now because, first of all, he was he was so human um, and so simple. Right. And he. He's one of he's one of us, if you will, the 20th century. Um, you know, he's not a saint from from the 1200s um, that, that maybe maybe we can't relate to him. He walked he walked the streets of New York City in the 1940s in Detroit in the 50s and 60s. You know, he's so relatable. And one of the things that I think that is important to, to mention with him is. Father Solanus was able to accept all things from God and seeing God, the wonderful graces in every opportunity so that it doesn't become a door closed. But the will of God, you know, when he expresses it, 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 it he, he's opening another one. And that's the trust that that we have to have. And that that's that's a hard thing to do. But like I said, if you if you trust like he did. He would always say, stop worrying. You're going to be all right. Thank God ahead of time. So I think that he's great for us to, to really learn about, to try to emulate as best we can. And, uh, you know, like I said, as he become, when he gets canonized, you'll see more and more uh, books, literature, movies will come out about him for sure. Excellent. Uh, he's a great life to study. And we're talking about blessed Solanus Casey. Thank you very much, Frank. You know, folks, if you're interested in following up, Again, Google Sacred Heart in Yonkers, the Friends of Solanus Casey, and you can dial into that and learn more about it. And don't forget to like us and follow us and send us an email, anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. That's anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. Frank, I love you a lot. Thanks so much for your help today. Appreciate it. I'll see you next week. God bless you. Thanks, Stephen.